Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls Next Door. Talking about that spooky stuff. Yeah, you know. And this month we're talking about horror directors. Yeah. People who are making the horror stuff. They're out here being like, oh, look at that angle. Let's shoot this film. Yep, that's... loop a doop That's how directors' minds work. Yep. They just see, see angles. <laughs> I know, because I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. No. No, that would be Gabe me. is, I'm not. <laughs> I am the director. The directress. Uh, the directress. That's what I prefer to be called when I'm on set. But we're not going to talk about me today. Why not? We're going to talk about a different lady filmmaker. But I want to talk about you. That's for another day. Okay. After I make a few indie films. One day. Then I'll be the episode topic for somebody else. Hi, I'm Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but this uh, this week we're talking about um, a another director that you may or may not have heard of. Yeah. But she is someone to watch. Um, she made some things that we watched. We did. That's yeah. usually what happens. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. And I think... Uh, She's, she's something to talk about. She gives us something to, to talk, talk about. about. So we're talking about Anna Lily Amirpour. Yeah. Um, we had mentioned her previously on actually a few different episodes, just mentioning her. Yeah. Um, about uh, a girl walks home alone at night mm-hmm. and how excited I was to watch it and that, you know, she's out here. Yeah. And I mean, I would say that film yeah. specifically lived up to... My hype about yeah. it. I don't know if it lived up to your hype about it. It's yeah, pretty it was cool. Decent. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it was what I thought it was going to be. Cool. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that film. We're also going to talk about The Bad Batch. And we're going to talk about her. We're going to give you some um, information about who she is, what she does, and just have some some discourse. Yeah. Conversations. So Conversation. <laughs> get ready. Have a seat. Get some popcorn. Yeah. So, if you have your popcorn, yeah, because that was prefaced as a requirement. <laughs> yeah, you for had this a whole section. interlude of us saying facts, a bunch for of weird to ways. say for you to go get your popcorn. So, so. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Anna Lily Amirpour. Is that how you say it? Mm, I'm, yeah, I think so. I always thought it was Amirpour, but that's not including the R. So how you said it makes more sense. <laughs> Amirpour. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about her. Uh, she was born in England to two Iranian parents and grew up mostly in the U.S. She had two parents? Yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> that happens. Yeah. There's like one person and they meet another person. And they're like, babies. And then babies are born. And then you're like, what? I guess we'll stay together. And it just keeps going from there. I don't know. Maybe your parents loved each I'm other. I'm going to be great at the birds and the bees talk yeah. when it's my time. Your kids are going to get it. I'm going to be like, stuff happens. <laughs> but tell me what happened when Anna Lily's parents got together. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, they were Iranian. Uh-huh. Uh, and they lived in England and apparently did not like it and came to the U.S. and specifically, like, moved out around a bunch, mm-hmm. but lived in California for most of her childhood. So it, you know, it seemed like she was really heavily influenced both by her Iranian side as well as, like, her life in the U.S. and kind of shaped her to be who she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a lot of information specifically from Lindsay Decker at Cutthroat Women nice. for... Uh, it was basically like a little biography because I guess when you don't, you're not Stephen King or uh, one of the writers that we have, you don't have a website, you know yeah. what I mean? So Anna does not, I could not find it at least. I looked for one. There yeah. was not a website. So I had to scour the interwebs being like, all right, we're hoping this is factual <laughs> um, about this lady's life. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, uh, the quote that I got from that article is, is basically describing like who she is and this like idea of hy- hybridity and that like she's a combination of a bunch mm. of different stuff. So the quote goes, hybridity is a key to seemingly everything and 
Anna's career, from the way that she mixes genres to the way that drug use serves to blur the boundaries of reality in her feature films. So I think we see that a lot in The Bad Batch with like yeah. the LSD times. And then you also see that in uh, whatchamawhat, A Girl Walks Home at Night mm-hmm. when the Dracula dude yeah, he took drugs. Took drugs and is like, I'm going to stare at lamps for a while. <laughs> like a mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole thing. But yeah, uh, you definitely get this like sense of blurring reality. And mm-hmm. like kind of like there's a lot of, I, it seems like subtle conversation around like the lines of society, who you are, yeah, who you're supposed to be, all this other stuff. Like it seems like there's like a blur of lines and like combination of a bunch of different stuff that you see in uh, her work. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, it's pretty true that like, cause it seems like she doesn't want to be boxed into one category. She doesn't want to just be like, I'm just horror or I'm just going to make a film that fits this. Yeah. She made her whole, whole own genre. Yeah. <laughs> of Iranian spaghetti Westerns. Westerns. Iranian vampire spaghetti Western. Which is just something that didn't exist before. <laughs> no. So, yeah, she's just taking all the genres, mixing them together, and doing her own thing. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, I guess it definitely like ties into the fact that she's been in this kind of like intersection between two very, I don't, I don't know if they're very different, but I would argue probably pretty different. Different cultures. enough. Yeah, different enough that like that has been a part of like how she's identified herself and being like a combination of these two very different things and how to balance that and what is the lines that are drawn within yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and I just thought it was kind of cool because I always think of, you know, not drug induced, but like my own adventures through the blur lines of what is real and what isn't and what is right and what is wrong and how it's not always like objective. Yeah. It's or subjective. What's the definition of those words? <laughs> That's not what we're here for. That's say. not what we're here? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like really cool that it seemed like. She's actively questioning that throughout, like, you you saw in The Bad Batch, so, like, all of the characters are really flawed. Yeah. And that, like, there's no real good guy. Mm-hmm. And even in um, A Girl Walks Home at Night, there isn't any no. real clear distinct. Like, everyone has, like, a lot of messed up stuff going on. Yeah. And it's like, what's right? What's wrong? What's real? What's fake? It's like, you really, there, it kind of shows, like, there's no real designation of that and I feel like that's really true about life is like we always try to be like that's the right thing yeah that's the wrong thing and it's like nothing is black and white except for the film (laughs) (laughs) which is in that it's literally shot in black and white um but like life does not operate under that scope yeah generally it's there are a lot of like exceptions to the rules and blurred lines within that we're not talking about Robin Thicke though no um because we want to (laughs) <laughs> but there's another article written by Colleen Aftab uh, in The Independent, which is a European documentation website. Okay. I think it's like a news website. That's what I got okay. from it. Um, and he wrote an article basically like talking about like where she's from and like how she her she has some good quotes from her. Mm-hmm. So she grew up in Bakersfield, California. And while she was there, she states, uh, it was where I had my first period. I think where you go through puberty is where you have to say you grew up. Mm. Which I mean, I didn't know it was a thing, but it's like a fun quote. It is a fun quote. Uh <laughs> this is so her um I disagree just for like, cause some people aren't in one place and that's not really, I get like, it's like where you're literally growing up, you're transforming. Right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really define you. But what I found really interesting about this quote, um, in kind of like this, her kind of mixing of like these two worlds that she's living in being uh-huh. Iranian and American is, um, my mentor, cause I do film and media, but my mentor who's like been my <laughs> go-to person and always there is actually also an Iranian American filmmaker. Yeah. And, uh, on her website, she says that, uh, she learned to speak in Iran, but she learned how to press record in America. Yeah. And I, I, it kind of struck me when I saw that, that I was like, oh my gosh, it's kind of like a similar kind of thing. Like you take that with you. Like that's yeah. a part of you. Like she grew up where, you know, like English was not the language spoken in her house. Yeah. But then she's like, you know, going out and establishing herself in America. Yeah. 
So I just thought that was cool. That is cool. Yeah. Oh, Gabe. <laughs> <with> cool <laughs> putting stuff, putting stuff in there. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I just feel like all of that stuff sticks with you in one way. Yeah. Or another. I, I was. I was. I guess in some. I don't know. I didn't like living in one place for my whole life. Because <laughs> then you just got to sit in everything that you didn't like about whatever happened before. Yeah. But um, I could see the negatives of traveling a lot, too. Mm -hmm. In that, like, it's hard to get your footing, you know? It's unstable in some ways. But I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Hello. Well, it's, we all have different experiences. Yeah. And I will say it's a... Where you go through puberty is a fundamental part of you because yes. everything is changing. Here we are. So that I, I would say that, that yes, <laughs> it is a part of where you grow up. Yeah, yeah. And um, she also talks about how her Iranian heritage it was like somewhat overwhelming of a presence in her life, and that like she was trying to, I guess, Americanize herself, mm -hmm. and she just like couldn't escape who she like was in that regard um and that she but she just really doesn't like being boxed in or like labeled which i think you can kind of see in a lot of her stuff yeah um and she says yeah it's a mashup but it most becomes really liberating because as a kid growing up i wanted to be american like my white american friends but i am iranian and my culture is very fixed and strong and it's been an overwhelming presence in my life how do you explain that part of who you are mm -hmm. when it's like not what you're i guess like nothing about us without us kind of mentality but i don't know if we see that in her work no she um distinctly tries to not be political in yeah. her work um she's been quoted as kind of you know because uh, so a girl who walks home alone at night uh we have a a, a woman and it, it's not set in iran it's yeah. it's set in um bad city which is like her spin on like a gotham like town yeah <laughs> i think california. it was shot actually in california yeah, yeah it's in california um but we we do have like an iranian actress right uh -huh. um and she is in a hijab so it's like on top of that <laughs> like she has it in there it's it's there yeah um and what is really strong about it is it's not really discussed yeah like no one ever brings it up um i will say i um in like my looking into her like all her films and stuff and looking into her, she said uh, that she got the idea because she, <laughs> someone had it and she wanted to like put it on. Yeah. Uh, and she said it looked like a bat <laughs> when yeah. she put on the job. So she was just like, oh, what if <laughs> we made like a film off of this feeling that I just got from doing this one thing? Like she yeah. thought bat, vampire, oh, spaghetti vampire western thing. Yep. Um, Combine which, it. Which is... Like, that in itself is pretty impressive for you to have such a, a wild idea and to bring it to fruition this way. You made a whole film way. about it, yeah. And, and then so deliberately and made yeah. it something so particular. But well, something it started as a short film, right? And then it... Yeah, and she even has a, um, uh, a graphic novel that accompanies it. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So I... Th um, kind of like what you had mentioned a little bit before is that she is very intentional about characters, uh -huh. She has a lot of similar themes and, and a big one that I've seen as a trend in her work is like loneliness uh -huh. and being by yourself. Yeah. And there's like, there's this need and like, there's this like, this part of like the human in you that uh -huh. seeks like, you know, companionship uh -huh. to some degree that sometimes you find it in the most unlikeliest of places or in like the most unlikeliest of people. Right? Yeah. Like we're, we're more inclined to have compassion when you're like stuck alongside someone um, and you kind of get things into the perspective. Uh -huh. And I feel like she does try to write really big ideas, um, but she does so in a very broad way. <laughs> like, okay. I feel like it kind of gets um, desaturated by all of the pomp and circumstance that we're seeing on screen. Yeah. There's just a lot of like art that's happening and i feel like she's kind of juggling a bunch of different like influences that she's trying to satisfy all at once even like when you get like um iranian vampire spaghetti western that's a lot 
she achieved yeah. it. But those are so many different things that it's, you know, you're a jack of all trades, but you're a master of none type yeah. thing, you know? So I feel like that kind of comes across in some of her films. Um, but to kind of dive into to her, right? First, I wanted to say that uh, we're, I, I thought it was really fun to, to cover her because I wanted to say, like, we're out here, Mr. Bloomhouse. Us yeah. ladies want to make horror, and we do. <laughs> so yeah. we're out here. Check your inbox. Don't tell me we're not. <laughs> Don't say it. Um, but she, Anna Lily is a powerhouse, and she is someone that should be watched. Because, yeah. you know, and, and she, um, in most recent times, because the two films that we watched are from 2014 and 2016, um, but she did direct one of the new episodes of The Twilight Zone um, that um, Jordan Peele is producing. Yeah. It's... The new Twilight Zone isn't the best. <laughs> There's parts of it that are really cool, but um, she did direct it, and it does have, a, like, the episode did have a lot of her kind of, like, signature yeah. shadows and silhouettes. And it was, and like, death. about outsiders and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there, so uh, I'm kind of going to be, like, jumping all over the place because that's kind of how I felt when I was, like, watching it was, like, my yeah. mind was in so many different places and pockets as, like, a filmmaker. But there was this quote that I saw um, by this really, honestly, honest and great um, article by Fariha Zaman uh, from Film Comment. And so it was this review of The Bad Batch, which is what yeah. we watched. And uh, she dubs The Bad Batch. She says, this is the spring breakers of dystopian cinema. Okay. And I was like, 100% I get it. <laughs> so <laughs> for people who are not <laughs> like, so if someone hasn't watched this movie and you've seen Spring Breakers, then you get 100% an idea of what this is. Like you immediately see it. I haven't seen Spring Breakers. Spring Breakers is, is an arguably not great film. Most people hate it or, okay. or think that it's just not, uh, <laughs> that it was trying too hard, which it was for sure. Um, but <laughs> It features, uh, like, Selena Gomez is in there. It has... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm uh, You probably have seen it on Maybe I Netflix. have seen it. Not seen it, but you've probably seen the... Is that the one with... What's his name? Franco? Mm-hmm. My roommate in college watched that. Yeah. And I didn't watch it, but I remember her watching it. So, yes. Yes. Well, it's... <laughs> So you have like uh, you if you've seen it, it's like the girls, the hot girls, they're in bikinis and they have the ski masks on. Yes. And then you have James Franco in like the worst role he's ever played. Yes. And he's literally made a movie that like threatened a dictator. So (laughs) (laughs) on the spectrum of like bad movies is at the bottom for him. Um, But like if you neglect him and you do look at it. So I'm one of the few people who actually enjoyed Spring Breakers. I'm one of those people who are weird about it because there's parts of of Spring Breakers that I really enjoyed as a cinematographer. Um, There's a long shot that is like top three of my favorite long shots I've ever seen in a film, which is yeah. a lot because those are my favorite. Um, there's this theme where uh, throughout the film, the world is desaturated, but their their clothing is hyper-saturated. Okay. So, like, so it's like to show like how deep and twisted they are becoming in the narrative, like as the story progresses. Okay. So there's little things that like, yeah, it's very show-offy. And it was, it's not great. It's not great storytelling. Um, but there are little things as someone who loves um, the use of color and like the use of like characters and making people very raw yeah. um, that I really appreciated it. And so with The Bad Batch, that's something that I also enjoyed was like the the aesthetic is very distinct. Uh-huh. It's very like purposeful. <laughs> right? yeah. um, and she does that like. I was saying, like, when we were watching, I was like, okay, we went from watching a movie that's all black and white to a movie that is in the desert and it's, like, shining bright and it's full of color. Like, our main character, the first time we see her, she's in um, bright shorts that have the flag on them, right? I believe at one point. There's a flag puzzle. I think that's what you're thinking of. She is, she she's had, wearing colorful shorts. She's wearing colorful shorts. And then later she's wearing shorts that have like a happy face on them. A winky happy face. <laughs> yeah, a winky happy face and they're yellow, which I was like, I really want those shorts. Um, but we have like, it, everything is very specific. 
Like yeah. she's she's picks things on purpose. Um, and on top of that, she also really enjoys music. Uh-huh. So the music was really fun. And you notice that in both films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The music was intentional. Yeah. I feel like there's... Um, like she has a lot of influences for things. Like she said, she loves um, James Dean, and that's why mm-hmm. um, Arash in um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night is very much dressed like he would be like an Iranian James Dean. <laughs> James yeah. Dean. Um, and the music selection was on purpose, like in the film that made her like the cool hipster. Yeah. And the same thing, like the Bad Batch is just a hipster film. Like yeah. it's just like if you found some a hipsters like records like crate, uh-huh. this is what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> so um and I and I was like, that's kinda that's fun. Um and it, it's her. Like she's just like, I these are things I like, I put them in here. Yeah. <laughs> and that for that I'm just like to have um like a way to do that where it's not sloppy mm-hmm. and um, you can still have fun and you can just do something that you're enjoying. Like she gets all the rep for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for definitely. Uh, she, and she puts a little bit of herself in everything, right? She, um, she's been quoted as saying um, her mantra is that film is like a mirror to yourself. And what you see in a movie is a reflection of yourself yeah which i've talked a million times about like being represented and seeing yourself on screen mm-hmm. and what better way to do that than to make the films yourself right? yeah um specifically of vampires because we know monsters don't just mean monsters they mean something more mm-hmm. right and uh something that got me really excited about uh girl walks home alone at night was that we had this young girl <laughs> who is um Iranian wearing hijab, uh, riding a skateboard, taking out the bad guys in Bad City. Yeah. And, like, she's still kind of charming, too. Yeah. (laughs) And is also flawed and is, like, she, you know, um, encounters Arash and she thinks he's like you can tell she just immediately is like who what is this guy what is this puppy dog man? yeah like i like she's mean to like a little boy like she clearly doesn't trust anyone we don't know why she is what she is mm-hmm. if there's any others like that's not even a part of it there's very little dialogue and i mean if someone stranger walked up to me and grabbed my hand and be like you're cold and then was like and then hugged me afterwards. I'd be like, "You are a puppy person. What is this?" <laughs> I would freak High out. High as a kite. What is this? <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, it's she's gone on record saying that this is a love story. It's mm-hmm. not super super like a horror. Like there's horror elements, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Murder. Yeah. Yeah, she, it's very long. All her movies are really long. I feel like she has a hard time cutting things, mm. and that can really take away from a. You gotta you gotta know what can't make it the two mm-hmm. hours hun it's <laughs> a long time for a film that did and with when it like it's kind of inexcusable like especially in a bad batch that's two hours and that there's just a lot of scenes of just like the desert or her like walking yeah. that didn't have to be there or scenes that people got really upset about that could have been taken out or like just thought about a little longer yeah um so on that note uh Anna Lily her film the bad batch was accused of being racist like her film Uh and and then by extension herself yeah uh because there are two black characters that we see Mm -hmm. and they both die um and during one of the screenings a woman stood up and um Responded and essentially, like, said to Anna Lily, she said, I found it offensive, so I'm curious, what was your message for it? Which is, like, reasonable. Like, <laughs> this woman stands up, she she's vulnerable, she's surrounded by people who probably enjoy Anna Lily, uh, and is saying, well, I caught on to this because I'm a member of that community, so what is the point? <laughs> like, yeah. why is that there? Um and the problem with this isn't that she made a film where two black characters die. The problem is her response to someone remarking on it. Yeah. And so Anna Lily responded in this incredibly dismissive and uncaring way. Um, yeah. And that she said, just because I gave you something to look at doesn't mean I'm telling you what to see. Which is essentially one of those shrugged off, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. answer which is the wrong answer yes just for the record so everyone (laughs) knows um (laughs) when someone tells you this offends or hurts me that is not you do not get to tell them that they're wrong (laughs) 
Like, yeah. you know? Um, Bill, that adds up. <laughs> right? Check out, checks out. Um, and a part of that was also um, that Anna Lily is a brown woman. Uh-huh. And she is an immigrant. And so because of this, she has this idea that she's now exempt from that, which is not yeah, the case. that's not true. Is incredibly not the case. Um, and we kind of see that, like we see how she puts pieces of her experience throughout her films, right? So we have characters that look like her because she wants to do that. Uh-huh. Um, even with the... I guess kind of anti-hero of, of, of Bad Batch is the character of Miami Man, who uh-huh. is a, a Cuban immigrant, but is played by Hawaiian Jason Momoa. So already a problem for me. Yeah. Um, with his accent, that's not his. Yes. And he, she just picked a different brown person <laughs> to I'm play just a like, different you're Cuban race. now. Yeah. So I'm like, you just, you got, like, that's not like... <laughs> You, re- you really weren't thinking was kind of the thing, right? Um, and so uh, we have this character who is arguably a villain in, uh-huh. in a way, right? Like, But his real crime, besides like the fact that he eats and murders people now in Bad Place, um, is that bef- he, the reason he's there is because he was in America illegally. Yeah. So he really was like just a normal person yeah like, <laughs> and, like the world nice, changed normal him, right? person and so he ends up living at the end and so i was like well that's nice <laughs> at least we get our uh in quotations latinx character <laughs> um, yeah. to live and his mixed race daughter and that's something that anna lily like you know proud prided herself on too was she was like of course like why wouldn't his wife be black like, why wouldn't yeah. they have a mixed race child? This is the future. It's dystopian. Like, they, so it exists in the future. And that's what a normal family looks like. Yeah. Like, if we're ignoring cannibalism for a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the problem here is something that just exists in society right now. And I think where she really dropped the ball. And it's that she gave this very uh, Gina Rodriguez-esque response. So <laughs> Gina Rodriguez, to go on another tangent just a little bit, is um, the actress from Jane the Virgin, who has been called out many a times for diminishing the struggles and the trauma that uh, Black people have gone through uh-huh. by saying that, like, Latinx people, because we also have our own struggles, like, it's either the same or worse, and like, okay. like dismissing <laughs> that, like the black people have their <laughs> own experiences and they're bad. Like she just thinks she's exempt because she's also brown, right? Okay, yeah, so, so following, <laughs> right? So um, when she responds that way, it's it, what it it's doing is it is essentially not. She is ignoring um, the fact that she comes from a place of privilege because she is a brown woman. Right. Like because yeah. we do not have the same experiences. We do not suffer from the same like <laughs> racism yeah. in any way. And so her praise of pr- privilege allowed her to make an entire film where she didn't even think, hey, I have two black people in my film. They both die. Neither one of them are very good either. They're yeah. not full characters. They are just cannon fodder. And I'm repeating the same tropes that black people have had to see play out on screen for forever. Like yeah. she never even thought to think that because she doesn't have that not, in her life. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it only heightens the fact that she is that privileged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so And like prejudice still exists. Like yes. even if you are brown, like. You can still be prejudiced against other people. Yeah, for sure. And and especially because it's like, you know, it, that's not like, a, that's like a throwaway answer. It's the same mm-hmm. thing as someone saying, I don't see race. Like that doesn't solve the problem. That does not acknowledge that that's this is a mistake, right? Yeah. It's not saying that she shouldn't have Jason Momoa's character who <laughs> should have been played by as a Latinx person, but to have him marry a black woman. Fine. Yeah, of course. This is the future. And also it's the present. It's, present. it's whatever it is. Let Anyone could do what they want, right? Um, but the her not being like, oops, like, wow, I wasn't thinking. Because really she was just colorblind casting and she was just not seeing color when she did this, which she thought was like a bonus. Like she thought that was good that and, she doesn't it, see color. Yeah, no. But that's incorrect because yes. <laughs> we're, we're just going to keep doing the same stuff if we do not take notice of these tropes and these stigmas and, and do our part to erase them. 
You yeah. have to be purposeful. And you can only do that if you're actually, like, acknowledging that that exists. And it and just takes away from, like, the purposefulness of everything else that she was doing. Yeah. Like, she was being very purposeful with the music and the color and the, like, storytelling, but then totally dismiss that for everything mm-hmm. else that yeah. actually impacts society yeah. emotionally. And it's like, you know, there, there are things that I thought were really great about her and I still do right yeah um I love her influence uh for some things like so she said she watched the making of Michael Jackson's the thriller video thousands of times and it taught her how to be American that's really cute which is really cute right and so when you see those little things throughout like the film or you see like kind of those influences you really see her it's Uh very much her so if if someone says you know, I can understand why she felt attacked and why she lashed out or like why she got defensive and why she like, mm-hmm. you know, blocked the woman on Twitter and like went try to hide away and try to cover it up with a I'm a brown person because these films are very much her. Yeah. And so to critique them or to point out something, it, it does make you feel like you're being attacked. Yeah. But the, the thing is that you're not. It's that you should look and go, wow, you know what? You're right. Um, I have lived my life where that is, that's probably something that's just there. Like I'm not racist, but I live in a society (laughs) where that's something that's just like ingrained naturally, like that just happened. The fact that I didn't have to think about that is privilege. Um, so it's just a matter of like acknowledging that and then moving on. So it's like hoping to, you know, be deliberate because like right now we want more stories of different cultures we want more people on screen of different colors and backgrounds mm-hmm. but when you do that you have to be deliberate about it and yeah i'm not even touching on the fact that in a bad batch we have a w double amputee and the way that they kind of approach disability even isn't 100 percent cool yeah. for me as well yep. <laughs> but i'm ignoring that one right now because <laughs> i wanted to take the racism approach um just to say like you know we can we can win some things and you lose some things you uh, win some <laughs> and you, you lose, lose some. some uh and i think there are so, she's she wins a lot there is a lot of good stuff that's fun yeah. um i do think she does sacrifice like substance for pretty a lot of okay. the time that it is just kind of like a fun time uh, and it's like cool to look at. But it some of the words kind of were very like nail on the head, <laughs> very blunt and like, whoo, I'm tr- trying too hard, like a art school student. Um, yeah. But she does it in a masterful way. And I do really love that it's very much her. And yeah. like when you watch it, you can see her in it. Yeah. And I think that's really unique in and of itself because most people are trying to be something else. Yeah. Or they're trying, trying to, to fit a genre, a genre or a specific type yeah. instead of just making their own. And she did. And I hope that she continues to do so and she makes something else, not just, you know, directing uh, episodes, but makes more things and is deliberate and is acknowledging her own life yeah. and her influences outside of just like that she <laughs> likes certain artists, right? But uh, being more deliberate when we tell these stories, right? Yeah. Nothing about us without us. And, and properly representing yes. those people. And and also not, <laughs> like, let's not keep perpetuating these same, like, tropes. Specifically, it is a disposable black person, but literally any other trope that we have, right? Like, yeah. we luckily got a final girl that's blonde, so that was nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... You know, um, I mean, you can't please them all. She tried to do one and she did it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, know? it's like she's still doing stuff. And I thought it was really cool that she also wrote the things that she made that mm-hmm. like she was a, really a part like it. I feel like there are directors out there who don't also write the work that's happening. Yeah. So I just thought that was really cool that it really was hers. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess it, it really much is, you know, if someone calls you out for something, you just kind of... You might, you don't necessarily have to agree with them, but you have to acknowledge that it came from somewhere and, yeah. like, respect that. Yeah. And own it. And yeah. people have a hard time with that. I feel yeah. like that's just, like, a societal thing. Yes. Well, it's, we're all it's, it's totally on. okay to be like, that was not my intention, but I see now yeah. how that could be portrayed. And I will now do better because I'm aware of it. And just like, that's really all, like, that's all all it took. (laughs) Just try to be less problematic. There's so many problematic things in this world. Yeah. Just ask people. She doesn't ask people things. Be one less problematic thing. Yeah. She reminds me a lot of um, Anne Rice 
mm. in that she doesn't ask. She yeah. waits till the end. She doesn't really get any input when she's like doing things and like yeah. when she's ready. To, she distributed all her own, which is like you are a powerhouse. You're out here doing it, and I respect yeah. you for like putting that all on your shoulders. That's awesome. But it's also okay to have people that you care about like keeping you accountable and also like fact checking and double checking, right? Yeah, like just. Ask somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe be like, is this cool? Because, like, it's just worth it <laughs> in the end, right? Because um, she's a, you know, rising star, and it it would suck for her to, you know, fall from that because yeah, she didn't were, acknowledge that. There were redeemable things. Like, redeemable for that, but, like, she had redeemable things in her films that it would really suck that if she can't own her stuff that she doesn't we need women directors come on yeah. and she does Get a good job and i think i would i would enjoy i would watch more of her stuff me too i, I agree would. i think it would be fun every time Films. yeah two things well we watched technically three things but we're going to talk about two things yes um but one thing i thought was kind of cute is that uh the first film that uh anna lily ever made was when she was 12 she made a slumber party slasher that's amazing yeah (laughs) it's pretty cute uh and then her first shirt when she was like more grown was uh a psychological thriller involving camping and she said it was pretty bad but But it happened. And then she's always like to like make uh, psychologically trapped characters, mm-hmm. which is definitely what we see here. And, yeah. and, that, I, uh, and like I said before, I really do like how she just like kind of has people. Yeah. And they do it. Right. Yeah, like flawed people <laughs> out here doing stuff. Yeah. Just being like yeah. the, the good people are bad and the bad people are good. Yeah. And that was like pretty cool. Like, you don't really get that in a way that's not like, look, we're doing a thing. <laughs> you know? A lot of films try to justify murder. Yeah. This one was... This, this is just like, ones people... Were like, okay. Eh. People, <laughs> man. Yeah. They're not great. <laughs> but we're all one of them. Yeah. So, here we are. <laughs> and I, I was very real. I did very much like that about her films and that, like... Oh, those are some people. Those yeah. are some regular humans. And just like out in here, not situations. being fake, just doing it. Yeah, just sucking and being parasites on this planet out here. <laughs> but we're here, so what's up? Yeah, just de- dealing with the hands we were given. We're just know? here, and yeah. Sometimes we hold them. Sometimes we fold them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we watch a girl walks home alone at night, which always trips me up. I always say it wrong, but it's a great. I one the title itself drew me in immediately yeah because it's like that because when you think of that when you just hear the title and you close your eyes you think like as a woman you think about a girl walking home alone at night it's like ah. murder (laughs) it's like someone's "Ah." murdering (laughs) she's getting murdered uh and it's scary but then it's like nah son guess what girl scary she's murdering uh so this is from 2014 and it was directed and written by anna lily mirpur so in the iranian ghost town bad city a place that reeks of death and loneliness the townspeople are unaware they are being stalked by a lonesome vampire which is the girl she didn't get a name um (laughs) she so we have this girl who is a vampire who we don't even see till about like 40 minutes in yeah because a lot of other life is happening yeah we had to we had to be established in this world and understand who the bad guys were which is this guy who is overly he is like he is the spring breakers of this town. Like, yeah. he's James Franco version of, like, what a drug dealer is. I got drugs and a tattoo on my neck that says sex. Yeah. Um, what I thought, and he's got, like, the Persian writing on his head, which I still haven't figured out what it means. But um, something I, so we start the story and we follow um, this drug dealer most of the time. Yeah. And then he interacts with this young man named Arash, whose father is a junkie. And then we also see this woman, I forget her name, who works for the, the drug dealer, but she's 30 now. 
And it's she you wished she kids. had babies, and now she can't have babies. Or push her she's out of the old. car. Yeah. <laughs> so once it's We're summarizing the film for you. Um, but one thing I noticed, and I was saying to Kat when we were watching, was I was like, man, this... Like, everyone is lonely in this story. Like, everyone is just on their own island. Yeah. Everyone just operates by themselves, which is... It was very apparent to me when I was looking at this drug dealer who was very much alone. Like he interacts with people. Yeah. But then he got home and he was just like, he didn't have a crew. He You mentioned that when we were watching. Like, and I was like, that's crew? so weird. I was like, maybe nighttime. I want another home. But <laughs> usually you're surrounded. It just seems so bizarre to see him just by himself. Kind of like, cause he interacts with the girl and he brings her home. And yeah. He never remarks about the fact that she's wearing her job. He never remarks about, like, that she's just a young girl out there. Yeah. And that was weird. And he didn't seem like a direct predator right away. Yeah. (laughs) Which was also weird. Um, But he was so alone. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, because he's very much a bad guy. There's no part of him that was good. Um, But I still was like, wow, this town, like, sucks. Yeah. Because he's so alone <laughs> Wait, everyone yeah every single character is just kind of chilling yeah and so it yeah even that little boy <laughs> yeah no one watches like a that boy, kid no one's watching him so there's a lot of that and then we time. see her and she like she's always just stalking people being real creepy and um she ends up kind of finding this tenderness in her heart for a rush who yeah. had the father who was a junkie. Because he, he's dressed as Dracula. It's funny. He's high as a kite. He's very, he took um, LSD. Yeah. And uh, which she likes to use because it blurs reality. Uh, and he is just like totally out of his mind. And he's just like, but he's a soft, he's a soft boy. Yeah. <laughs> in this. And so she kind of sees that and is immediately like, come, just come to my house, hang out with me. Yeah. And it, there's I need like to take this, care of you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a tenderness there that I really, really enjoyed. It was so, like, sweet and, like, childish. Uh-huh. Like, it was, like, this childlike puppy. friendship. Uh-huh. Like, but they were adults. So, like, there's also, like, a sexual tension there, but it wasn't, like, gross. Overt. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it like, was just, ooh. like, of course. Like, at some point, they're going to kiss and be really cute. Like, yeah. it, it was such a strange thing. Um, but all the characters, there was emotions for. Um, yeah. Yeah, my favorite scene is when um, she puts her hair, his her hand on his, like, head to push his hair back, slash his head up. Yeah. And you think, you're like, oh, don't bite him. Oh, yeah. Don't bite that baby. <laughs> and then she just puts her head on his chest. It's yeah, really cute. She's, yeah, yeah. You think she's going to attack him. And That's then my it's favorite like, part of the whole yeah. film. I was just like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you're cute. Yeah. And I, you know, she is very vulnerable, even though she's an anti-hero in her mm-hmm. right. Like, she's very, like, she wants that woman who's now 30 and washed up to do what she always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like she wants her to go try. And yeah. when she doesn't, it's like she's clearly affected by that. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I feel like the characters are good. Um. The one girl was kind of like a throwaway girl. Like, rich one. Mm, yeah, she was character. just there. Um, but it's all black and white. It is this. It's a one hundred percent spaghetti western. Yeah, there's a cat in it. It's cute. Yeah, <laughs> it was my cat plus Gabe's cat put together. Yeah, it definitely looked like both of our cats had a baby. And now what's that? It was, it was weird, super but it was cute. cute. <laughs> we and watched yeah, another thing. We did. We watched the Bad Batch from two thousand sixteen, also directed and written by uh, Anna Lilly. Um, and it is a desert dystopia, a, in a desert dystopia, a young woman is kidnapped by cannibals, which is not the whole story. No, that's the start of the story. She is labeled as the Bad Batch and thrown into this desert that has cannibals before you get to, like, the designated non-cannibal space. Mm-hmm. So. Which, what do they call it? Comfort. Comfort. And it was, which was cute. It was a cute play on words because it was like, you got to go find comfort. Yeah. Or I'm seeking comfort. Or I live in comfort. And it yeah. was like, I get it. I see We're what all you're just saying. coasting in our lives. We get it. Um, 
Yeah, it's like doing so much more. (laughs) Uh, It's cute. It was cute. Eating Uh, people. So it's like all the undesirables are thrown into the desert. It's like what people did with Australia. They're like, take all the bad guys and put them in there. There's snakes. (laughs) So did that, but what? (laughs) Good though. No, it's not. Uh, But that's what they do in this dystopian world. And she, I guess they don't know a lot about this because she was just leisurely strolling and then cannibals showed up and immediately like hack her oh it got real real quick yeah they just took her and took her her arm and her leg on the same side yeah that was kind of rude where it's like oh at least do opposites but i (laughs) i guess they plan to eat all of her eventually yeah so it's better than the guy who had both his legs yeah um because then she's able to get away because she could yeah. figure it out. But, yeah, they, they keep them alive because they're going to try to keep them. But she ends up escaping. She fights uh-huh. back. And she goes and lives in comfort. And then she's out again. Yeah. <laughs> and encounters um, a young girl and her mom who she knows and recognizes from the cannibal camp. Yeah, like she recognizes their uh, golf cart because that's yeah. how they travel. Yeah. So she... Uh, spoilers time. Um, kills her. That's the black, first black character we get who dies. Yep. She, I don't know if she had to, but she did. I guess for plot. And yeah. um, then our uh, what Arlen? That's her Arlen name. Arlen is her Arlen. name. Arlen. She takes takes the honey. Girl. Mm-hmm. And they brings her comfort. Keanu Reeves is there. Yeah. Jim Carrey's a hermit. And she's doing a real job, bad job being a parent. She yeah. takes drugs like right away <laughs> and tells that kid she doesn't matter. She get well. She gave her a bunny first. Yeah, she did give her a bunny, <laughs> which is something, I guess. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. She's not good, but she's also like she's very young herself. She immediately loses that kid, and then there's like a cult aspect that was strange. So what I got from this, and I don't know if she thought of this because she has other things that she listed as like her inspiration but when i was watching it especially the part where they're talking about the dream life is the dream and you gotta go get the dream and keanu was like let me be more obvious about what the themes of this film are uh and i was like okay life (laughs) is the dream i was like yeah okay you gotta get up and get it i was like all right um it felt to me like Risk Cutter's A Love Story, which is one of my favorite indie films, which is about, like, people when they commit suicide end up in a worse world. Like, yeah. it's just like this one, but it just sucks real hard. Yeah. So it's just, like, everything, like, your computer would take, like, infinitely longer to start up. And it, so it's all these little things that would aggravate you. Yeah. And, like, you can't smile. Yeah. And there's a part where they get to this, like, very culty area, and everyone's in white, and they think that if they die again, then they'll, like, get to go to a better place. <laughs> and it's, like, this whole thing. And because um, they want to get to the people in charge and all this stuff. And that scene reminded me just of the same scene with Keanu, where yeah. except, like, they didn't have drugs in wrist cutters. But I was like, this has the same feel. We're also in the desert. We also have these people who are, like... You know, flawed, yeah. but like are trying. Yeah. Um. The, yeah. You go. Because <laughs> I yeah I can go all day. Yeah. Um. And it definitely. Uh. So I got this from another article, but it they described it as classic films like The Hills Have Eyes and Texas Chainsaw Massacre make the cannibal into the figure of underclass or working class terror is like what usually happens. Yeah. Against suburban middle class protagonists. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, like Amphor's or Amirpour's film instead presents a critique of the systems that pit economically and socially marginalized people against one another in a man-eat-man society. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you thought... Yeah. It was bad. The real world's bad. Manny. Yeah. Everyone's bad. Here. Well, yeah. She literally wanted to have these two people where, like, you're... Where it's like, you're we just all, You've all been labeled this. We've all been labeled outsiders. And if we all just work together, we could be tall enough to climb over that fence and then murder <laughs> all the other people. Yeah. Like, Keanu goes on and he's like, we weren't strong enough. We weren't smart enough. We were... Uh, all kinds of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that, he tries to, like... He, I guess unite people in his weird culty way, yeah. Um, but yeah, she definitely was just like we have these two people who are very much the 
we're all equals here. We're all the bad batch. Yeah. And, and no one's some of you are eating the bad. other ones, literally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the cannibal thing really takes a backseat to everything else that's Well, yeah, because they're making, like, so Jason Momoa's character is very much like, he eats people, yeah. Yeah, but you can totally forget. I really was upset that Anna Lily made me attracted to a cannibal. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was super angry. Yeah. It's like, how dare you make this man who previously just like killed somebody because they were crying because they didn't want to get eaten. And now he's like sad because his kid is gone and he's being You're really nice. For him. And he like he speaks in his weird future speak and he was just an immigrant and he just means well and his wife was murdered and he doesn't really get anything. And all he cares about in this world is that is little girl. girl. And he draws all those pictures of her and he's also really hot and it's just like you can't, <laughs> it was like you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't make a person that has that many things happening on him. Well, because the whole thing is that no one is entirely good or no one is yeah. entirely bad. That's the whole theme. Mm-hmm. And that's what life is. Like, people aren't perfect. We are flawed individuals. Every yeah. single one of us. Yeah. I mostly do good stuff, but I've messed stuff up before. I've done bad things. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. You never eat anybody, bad. though. I did not eat anybody. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> is that there's objectively, no one is pure. Yeah. Not a single person except yeah. for the baby who has been alive a whole one second. Yeah. Because they haven't done anything Even yet. Even that little girl, she was pretty good. She was a little brat, but she was like. She was a brat. She was a brat. I want spaghetti because that man gave me spaghetti. And then, spoilers, they kill her rabbit. But it's like, you didn't cry when your dad made you eat all those people? She didn't know better. They're crying. She didn't know that was bad. They're crying in the camp. They're like, don't kill me. Ah. She doesn't hear that. They kept her from that. You don't know. I'm uh, saying is. <laughs> you taught empathy to love the bunny and you ate that. So it's just yeah. like, I guess that's what it's like to eat people. That's what I got from that moment. <laughs> Yeah, I think the what I thought was really interesting is our our main character Arlen has this very honest and confusing reaction to him because he yeah. is protecting her mm-hmm. and he does seem to have like a lot of heart, but then also he's part of the place that took her parts and ate it. Yeah, so it's like she really has like, and it's all on her face. I wasn't expecting that from that actress. Yeah, but she really was just like, there's like a tension, there's like fear, there's like t- sexual tension, there's also just like anger, yeah. there's like regret, there's like so much that's happening in that because you can't yeah. really, you can't feel one thing for what the situation is holding. So that was really kind of refreshing. Um, I do kind of wish that we had, um. An actress that did, was did have that condition, or at least a little bit, yeah, and not just like a hot model that yeah. we green screened and CGI'd out her limbs. Yeah, but you know, I mean, she did a good job. She tried acting. other stuff. The disability is like stuff thing. She wasn't super respectful <laughs> of the reality that is that. Yeah, what were you gonna do? <laughs> I guess like. You do gotta sell the fact people are eating each other. Yeah. And I mean, she, I will it's say, it's not Arlen, like it was done, it was a part of the plot. Yeah. So it wasn't done for nothing. Yeah. And Arlen, like, she, I mean, it does, like, hold her back for, uh, with a few things, like, yeah. reasonably, but most of the time, she is really holding her own. She's yeah, not she's afraid. She's, it doesn't let her names. stop anything. She still yeah. does it. Oh, yeah. She was a survivor through and through. Yeah. She hid a gun in it, in her, her shoe. Shoe. Her fake leg shoe. Her fake, yeah. So, yeah, it's, that was cool. Yeah. So, I yeah, if you got two hours butt. to sit down, watch it, watch a bad batch. <laughs> and uh, uh, definitely watch Girl Walks Home Alone at night. Yeah, Get that one friends. was really good. Get some Okay, so if you like it, it's uh, our sweet baby uh, Dracula sweet, sweet Arash. Because he's our prince. He's the sweet. He Dracula well. prince. He loved her in the end, even though she did bad. 
Yeah. She was like, I do bad things. He was like, do you? And then he was like, wow, you really do. Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's Why go. you have my dad's cat? Why do you have all of these jewelry, this jewelry that you didn't buy? And it looks very clearly like you got off of dead bodies. Let's get, get in my car. Get in my car. Let's go someplace. <laughs> get in my car I can have now because you murdered people. Um, Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. I missed my car. <laughs> so if you if you like it, it's it's that love story because it was sweet. Sweet, sweet. It was like sad, Dracula. but sweet. Right? Um, so for Lily Amir Poor. Anna Lily Amir Poor. What was the bad one? The bad one is Miami Man Momoa because it was rude to make us like him. <laughs> and then also he wasn't Hispanic. He wasn't. He wasn't a Miami man. Uh, he wasn't Cubano. I mean, he's hot, but. Yes. Why you go do that to me? Like, I'm all here for having, you know, him shirtless in a desert. I'm here for it. Yeah, I really the whole time. am. Uh, <laughs> I'm not here for him putting on some accents, pretend to be a different race. Yeah. It's not fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> so for how we feel about Anna Lily. I'm real middle ground. Yeah. For all the topics in play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate it. So I guess it's. But also. Hermit. Jim Carrey. Hermit Jim Carrey it yeah. is. That's middle space. Or the guy who was like, you got to know the three things. You got to know the three. Do you want to check out my puzzle? No, it was like, you got to know the thing. The thing is the thing. The thing is the thing. The thing is the reason. The thing is what you need that like, thing. Don't forget it? it. Don't forget that thing. And he's like, that's for you to find out, man. You need to know what the thing is. Yeah, Don't forget the thing. I can't forget it. He, he, that was another thing I was like triggered by. But it's another time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Hermit Jim Carrey. I agree. Because I, I would, I, like I said, I would watch something. She made it. I like, I enjoyed watching these. Like, yeah. No, I enjoyed them for sure. It was just, it's, I always get like really bummed out when people are problematic. And don't, yeah. Because it's like, you don't got to stay problematic. It's like, you can fix it. Yeah. You know how you fix it? You, you own the it. fact you were. Yeah. That's the whole battle. Yeah. If I say something upsetting, I want someone to tell me immediately so I can fix it. Yeah. Yes. None of those are perfect. You're, all your characters are about how people suck. <laughs> yes. There's no good person, bad person. Yeah. We're just people. So you got to live that stuff. Yeah. I almost cursed. <laughs> so fashioned you got to though like that bums me out yeah well it's just like you know admit like oh yeah i am you know uh a result of the society i live in i you grew up in california okay yeah. it's not perfect <laughs> so it's just like you you just say you know i you know grew up in this i clearly i've been affected by that let me fix it let me do better next time. Give me yes. another chance. We all can be better. Every single person. You think you're the best thing in the world? You're not. Mm -hmm. You can be better. Yeah. Especially if Just you're going to be out here making stories. Um, and they're good. You know, there are things about it that are really, really cool. And I hope that it inspires others to I'm do not mad, more. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I also you was just I mean? like, man, <laughs> with Victor, we're going to talk about her. And then it was like, oh. I have to go on this whole tangent now to teach people yeah. <laughs> about why it's wrong. But, like, she got a lot of good stuff going on. You just got to own your stuff. That's all I'm saying. It's just, like, it's not that, it's not that hard. Yeah. Guys. But what I do <laughs> think is interesting about this is that it is a different type of, it's a very distinct and unique horror. Oh, yeah. Her films, I give them the positive rating. Yeah. Which is, like, cool, right? Because we did Guillermo, and it was so distinct. Like, you know a Guillermo film. You know the parts of him that are great, right? Yeah. And we got the same things with hers. Like, we know. It's like, very we know distinct. we're going to hear music. We know her. there's going to be, just like, specific cinematography and stylized. Yep. It's going to be, like, across several genres. We're going to feel sad and mad and... and upset and happy about each one of these characters in some way and yeah. they're gonna feel really lonely all the time but yeah. like that's Just okay <laughs> yeah um and i think that's really cool and i uh for that I, I think it's it takes a lot for someone who's 
we just have these two films to kind of look at and she already kind of has a style and they're both different, but we still see her style in them. Oh yeah, for and sure. And that's cool. So yeah. for that, I say, good job. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, you get another shot, you can do another one. Everyone Call can, me up. I'll help. Do it. Everyone can get there. <laughs> I mean, I'll help. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I um, had been recommended a different uh, Iranian horror film. So maybe it's potential that in a future foreign horror, we can even just tackle Tehran. You so. said we'd run out of things to talk about. <laughs> world, get at us. Yeah. It's if you. Yeah. It's if you have. Uh, it's we're coming at the end of the year, so we're already Schools. starting to plan next year. Oh. So if there's something you want to hear about, uh, email us at theghoulsnextdoor at gmail.com to give us some suggestions. Even if you're just like, I love this film. Have you talked about it? Do you want to talk about it? Shoot it over to us. We will figure it out. (laughs) We will make it a point. You want to tell me I'm offensive in some way? I will own that stuff. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Ghouls out here. (laughs) Yeah. Not Uh, being problematic. What's up? We try. And if we are, just let them know. We fix it. Yeah, I'm trying to fix fix myself. Um, Yeah, but uh, don't get married. Don't eat your kids in a cannibalistic society. (laughs) Or you feed your kids that guy. Yeah. So my kids eat you. Oh. Mm.